Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, if you remember Fran, John, and Kathy Lee warning you not to try this at home, (laughs) then you're probably going to enjoy our look back at the early 80s TV variety show, That's Incredible. That's incredible. (laughs) I was trying to sound like a crowd of people saying it at one time. It it, it worked. It totally worked. You know what's even more incredible, though, than That's Incredible? Is our fourth Mm. listeners. Yes. Oh, nice segue, sir. Ooh, well, I did the best. Yeah. I did my best. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought for sure you'd go, oh, I'd groan. Thank you <laughs> no, for no, that. No, no, no. They're, they're fourth listeners, man. We got to pander. <laughs> Our fourth listener email this episode is from Stu Monkey. And the subject hey, line Stu. of his email was Star Wars Debate. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, oh no. I did yeah. something wrong again, apparently. All right. George, brace yourself. Oh, oh God. Oh. Here we go. Okay. Stu Monkey writes in to say, yo, John, only one comment to George. <laughs> That Ewoks are the My Little Ponies of the Star Wars series? <laughs> WTF? Not no, but hell fucking no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stu Monkey. I was just trying to win. <laughs> You know, that's to the point. Yep. He winds it up and says, that is all. May the fourth listener be with you. Stu Monkey. <laughs> you know, Stu Monkey. I think it was succinct and to the point. Well done. Yeah. Well done. You really just got Probably your point Probably should have had Stu Monkey doing the arguments instead of doing me. The debate. He's better at the debates <laughs> than I am. Now, he does have a PS. Oh, okay. He actually says, PS, great episode. Please do more debates. Similarly, on other topics, oh. this is one of my favorites to date. Oh, thank really? you. I, I've heard good feedback fun. on the debates. Yeah, I've heard okay. several people well, say have, they enjoyed that. We have plenty that. of things to debate about. We have no limit to argument. We can we argue no anything arguing. anywhere. Actually, I was thinking of, of a good one for you know future one is I'll moderate. You two guys can debate some Star Trek stuff. Yeah, you mentioned that. We that alluded one. to that, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because happening. Because you two are like, I mean, I love Star Trek, but you two are like the next level for me You on know that. what's going to be difficult <sighs> in that one is that we both have similar viewpoints of Star Trek yeah, because we tough. were in that group so far. So oh, true. taking the opposite for one of but, us you know, is... There was some tension there. Come on. There had to be well, some tension. Well, definitely. You know, <laughs> yeah. Star Trek 3 alone is going <laughs> to... It's going to drive the debate. There's nothing wrong with the search for Spock. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Anyway, yes. Thank you, Stu Monkey, for writing in. Thank you for pointing out that George was wrong. We love Uh. when the fourth listeners write in to let us know that George was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Who's we, white man? We don't love all of this. Uh, If you would like your email featured here on the show, you can just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one of them, and most of them make the show. All right, with that good business behind us, let's move into our look at That's Incredible right after this. Tonight, you'll see the remarkable story of this haunting crystal skull. It's more than 12,000 years old and was once worshipped by the Mayas. There are many who believe it still has magical powers. I'm Fran Tarkin. Dinosaurs have been extinct for millions of years, but the great-great-grandsons of those reptiles still walk the earth in search of prey. You'll be meeting one tonight on our stage. I'm Kathy Lee Crosby. 
Johnny Kazian is a professional stuntman. Tonight, John will climb from a speeding car to a ladder dangling from an airplane. The plane will crash him to a wall of fire. All this and more tonight on... That's incredible. In this episode, we're looking back on That's Incredible, That's uh, which incredible. was, uh, I can't help it. <laughs> you sound just like it. a crowd. Good yeah. job. <laughs> it's hard to not do that when you hear it. They always... <laughs> so That's Incredible was an American reality TV show. It aired on ABC from 1980 to 1984 on Sunday nights. Really? started in 1980. Yeah. For some reason, I had in my brain that it started even earlier than that, like 78 or something. But wow. It has that feeling, though. It does. It's, it's, so, it's such early 80s. That it has the wide collars and the, mm-hmm. the bell bottoms and all that stuff still is definitely that era. Set, like the whole beige, like wall-to-wall It looked like the Price is Right thing. set all the time. Didn't <laughs> <Yeah. it? Yeah. laughs> like big curved set pieces right. and lights running on and, them. And lots of hair. Oh, lots yeah. Of hair. Yeah. Lots yeah. of hair. <laughs> big hair was huge. It featured people doing stunts or paranormal events. Mm-hmm. Or I saw a good analogy out there that somebody said it was like a mashup of Ripley's Believe It or Not and real people. Yeah. Yes. It was. Yeah. Because some of the stuff was definitely like, huh? Questionable. I remember one of the ones that's the biggest in my memory is like, it's not that somebody was doing this incredible, amazing stunt. It was this weird, gross out kind of thing they were doing that now you see it all the time. But back then, like a bug eating or something nutty like that, right? Yeah, it was always something like that. Yep. When I look back now on That's Incredible, so many of the segments on there, they remind me of, remember David Letterman would do stupid human tricks? Oh, yeah, of course. All the time? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was like that, except not making fun of the people. Right. <laughs> if David Letterman, if you had a guy who could, I, I don't know, he could juggle ping pong balls with his mouth or something, that would be a stupid human trick and you would mock him on David Letterman. Right. Yeah. On That's Incredible, they're like, you won't believe the next segment, this guy can juggle. <laughs> and, and it was like he was an athlete and they were revering right. him. They took it super seriously. And because it was Sunday nights, I always enjoyed, it was the last thing before we went back to school. Yeah. And so you had, it was an hour long variety show, paranormal every once in a while, or there's a ghost story, or there's so many things like that. It was almost like the show though, didn't actually, like they didn't know what was their actual theme because they would put pretty much anything on Any, Anything. That's right. <laughs> they had no theme. Yeah. yeah the they, theme they would throw was a thing variety. against the wall. Yeah. 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 Here's a man who could paint with his toes or whatever. I mean, it's You're just exactly like, right. That's the kind of thing. <laughs> yep. It always had people with unusual talents was huge. So do you remember the Micro Machines guy, the speed talker? He first appeared on there. Yeah. And I remember that. That was his first national television appearance. It was on that show. And then he went to like do how many, God knows how many commercials and yeah, he became the commercial guy for a long time. Yeah. John John Machida Jr. is his name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was on there. And, and on top of like people doing stuff, sometimes they would, it wasn't just a person. They would do some breakthrough about scientific discoveries yeah. or medical or technological breakthroughs. The taser made an appearance <laughs> on there when it first came out. The, oh, wow. You know, Don't tase me, bro. The taser, right? That, <laughs> yeah. As, as a non-lethal thing. And when they did it on there, it wasn't like, look, we made a taser. It can shock people. It was like, you won't believe this res- revolutionary new technology that's non-lethal. And for law enforcement, they really set it up as this huge piece. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing about it too was that it attracted more than just one segment of the viewing audience. What I remember the most about the show was that it was one of those shows where all the members of my family, my mother, myself, my father, mm-hmm. we could all sit down on a Sunday evening and watch this show together. It became almost an 80s replacement for us for the Walt Disney movie of the week kind of thing that was always happening that we, oh, you know, yeah. when I was a kid sure. that we watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of, as I grew older and evolved, got a little bit smarter and a little bit more world aware then we started watching this show because this was something that 
still they could enjoy and be interested in. But sure, of course, I was older now and could understand it and be interested in it with them. I remember from my family watching it was more along the lines of my dad hated the show. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, your your dad was so practical, right? Yeah, and this exactly. was just so much fluff. This sometimes. was he's like he's like here's a man who could do this. He's like okay, so <laughs> I am it's so like unimpressed. That, yeah, that's like that's like a totally useless <laughs> ability to have, but okay. But every now and then it'd be a segment that come on and he despite himself he would be like interested in it you know every now and then they had a little nugget that i think kept him watching it even though he hated the show yeah there were a lot of stunts that would show oh, yeah. so people could do amazing things like they you know i don't know they can sword swallow or whatever but stunts were very often uh knife juggling yeah, uh, yeah. there was a guy i vividly remember this guy who squeezed himself into a clear that box yeah and that he was stayed in it for, people. for like the whole show, show. he, right. stayed in he this did it thing. at the beginning and didn't come out to the end of the show that's right yeah Yep. Yeah. And they even had what now is a magic trick, which I hope to God this was a magic. It had to be. They had a yeah. guy catch a bullet in his teeth. Yeah. Well, it was the guy who did it like he didn't catch it in his teeth. I remember that segment. He had a metal box that he clamped in it like he bit down on. And the oh, right, bullet not his teeth in his mouth. mouth. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right in his mouth. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that one, too. Every every one of these you mentioned now, they're coming back to me. I'm remembering. Right. Them. That one I remember because that had a, that had a long burn up. Like they talked about the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Then they showed do it. it. Then they went to we something else and they came back to it and then they checked finally, on him yeah like are you still breathing he nope. you know? yeah for some reason i have like this memory in my head it's probably not real but like that the bullet clipped his lip or something and he was bleeding from it or I, something i don't remember that part I that was probably know, showboating but... he probably bit his lip just right. to showboat <laughs> <laughs> it'll catch it's it back more in dangerous. his lip and he's a spit out oh my god dude. right <laughs> but you talk about how like dangerous some of these stunts were that was the thing that was just the most hilarious about the show was like the psa announcement always you know don't try this yourself or don't try this at right. Right. They would always do that, you know, and they were very serious, right? They were, yeah. like they were, they were talking to you and listen, audience, yeah. don't try this yourself. Whatever you yeah. do, don't it'll try like, this at home. Like a one shot, like just a headshot, just serious at the camera. I yep. wonder if that was the genesis of that thing, because now you look at all these shows like Ridiculousness on MTV and that's like at the very beginning of all these shows. Don't do this at home. We won't accept your video submissions of you killing yourself, all that kind of. I wonder if what? this was the first time that that kind of thing got said on TV. Well, you got it. Every time you hear a warning like this there's always a story behind us you got to think that somebody tried somebody to mimic somewhere. that's incredible <laughs> sure every time you see buy a new toaster and there's a sticker that says do not toast bread in the shower that means right. somebody <laughs> did somebody tried so i'm sure that's incredible started doing that because somebody tried to put themselves in a box or catch a bullet in their teeth or whatever yeah it said it was their fault <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's not our fault because we told you don't do it. We told you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Mo, several times you have absolutely reminisced on the fact that the hosts would always say, come out and they would say, oh, here on the show, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of every segment, they yeah. would say, that's incredible. Oh. And the, the entire audience would say it together. So I, I don't think there's any better way to end oh, this no. segment than to oh, everyone no. do this together. You ready? Okay. Three, yeah. two, one. That's, that's incredible. incredible. On your mark. Get set. Talk. Friend, you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge. You are not aware the caliber of the indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Where you got trouble, my friends, right here. Say, Toro, right at university. Why should my ability play certainly matter per se? Most matter per se. I consider that there was a spill in the queue in my hand and gold and help me cultivate horses and cool and keen. I've been taking charge, find the right lady for yourself from a three year old shot. But just I say, take judgment, maturity. Scoring a book on game and say that any boob can take a shove any ball in any pocket and call. That's walk the first week step on the road to the depths of the area. Say, first is a little line, but just a wine for a teaspoon, then beer for a model. The next thing you know, you're playing for money in a pitchback suit. Well, let's go ahead. Um, we've talked about what the show was. Let's talk about who hosted the show because I think yeah. that may be just as an important 
feature of the show as much as anything was. Well, the three host format. There were three host format. Was cool. Yeah, it, I hadn't really seen it before. I mean, you see two people on the news desk of a news show. Yep. yep. Or you saw two people in sports booths at that time. That was a very common pairing. Yeah. And they were all equivalent. There was not like a main host and, and sidekick right. or anything, right. right? Equal hosts, and they all sometimes did different segments. They were what made the show, I think, really so likable because they're so personable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, the host that I globbed onto the most or the one that I'm most associated with, of course, he was a, he was an athlete. So it was Fran Tarkington. Oh, sure. Yeah. He was right, right. a former yeah. football player. He had played at the University of Georgia. He had like almost 20 years in the NFL as a quarterback for the Vikings. Oh, he was He's a in great, the Hall he of could, Fame. He could scramble like nobody else, man. Oh, you. yeah. Because <laughs> you hear that name, Fran Tarkington. And the only way that that name gets famous is by being a sports guy. Right. Nothing else makes that name famous at With all. With a yeah. name like Smuckers, it's got to be good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know they were all equal hosts. I really didn't feel like, though, that he was front and center or as polished as the other two were because I think they came more from camera-ready backgrounds. He, he probably wasn't as polished. Yeah. They, they were all from show business. When I started researching a little about him, I, I knew he was a football player. I never watched him play ball because I wasn't a big sports fan. But I'm like, how did I get a football player in here? But he was a commentator for Monday Night Football mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. yeah, he obviously had proven himself there that he can, you know, anchor a show and that kind of thing. That was very odd, though, because I didn't remember a lot of sports people being on variety shows. Well, certainly not variety. Yeah, like you huge saw him on Monday Night Football. You saw him on occasional right. game shows and stuff right. like that, but not right. That, like when you this. retire from football, you become a host for football if yeah, you have exactly. any personality. Exactly. At yeah, the you don't move on to other right. things usually. Yeah, yeah. Well, John Davidson was uh, the other male host. He grew up. Both of his parents were ministers, yeah. but he thought about becoming a minister. He pursued show business. He was in sitcoms. He was a game show host. Mm-hmm. And that was his path. So that's incredible. You have to think he was probably the first hired of the group, right? Because he was their target type of host. He really was. He was. He probably was the most polished of them. Yeah. I think it's what he did. I mean, he posted a whole bunch of game shows and I think that was his niche, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's this what I'm saying, thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, George is right. He probably was hired first, and he probably he was probably uh, informing the other people who were basically sports talent on how to host a show, and sure. he gave them that strength. I remember mm-hmm. he had that feathered hairdo. That's what I remember oh my about goodness. him. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. like that poofed out, like wind was yeah. blowing through it, even though they were inside a studio kind of hair. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect, perfect yes. every time. Yeah, not a hair out of place. Just a complete feather shell, whatever, whatever oh the hell that god. is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like defying gravity, like it's floating off of his. Scalp right. somehow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, another athlete, Kathy Lee Crosby. Now, gorgeous mm. actress. Uh, she was a professional tennis player. Yep. And then she went on to acting. I didn't realize this. She played Wonder Woman in a made-for-TV movie a year before Linda Carter nabbed the role for this series. Really? Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. I got to look that up. That. I want to see that. I yeah. could see her being Wonder Woman. I can too. I could. Yeah, yeah really. I'm going to go check that out now. <laughs> but she always, fashion was her thing. She would always have some wild, like a Donnie and Marie show, kind of like she would have a nice dress on or she'd have like all suede or some mm-hmm. leather or something and her hair you talked a big hair earlier Mo she yeah. always had the big blown out hairdo okay. <laughs> I remember too for her the big pants suits like she wore those like you were talking about the pleather leather or whatever yeah right right, right. And the pleather the I haven't, heard the, I haven't heard, heard the word pleather in years <laughs> <laughs> but the three of them worked really well together and riffed off of each other like I don't know what their relationship was I wasn't on the set obviously but they seemed A they seemed to get along yeah sure 
They seemed to care about the people they were talking about, even if they were doing ri- ridiculous crap. So they, could, they could pull it off. Yeah, they really could. And and they contributed. Uh, definitely their charisma contributed to the legacy of this show. If you had had people that just weren't or you had one talent actor, then probably wouldn't have as good. The fact that you had this team that gelled so well and treated the material with respect made you care about what they were doing. And that's well, sure. partly why it cemented its legacy. Yeah. I mean, it's a 40 year old variety show and we're still talking about it. It. So yep. that goes <laughs> to show to you that it was <laughs> there you yeah, go. something yep. worked on the show. You're and doing I think something it was right. Yeah. No this seemingly normal toy store is a popular place for local kids. There are those who claim that it's a favorite haunt of a very playful ghost. It's at night after closing time when the toy store becomes most haunted. Could a ghost be lurking here in this irresistible playground? A psychic named Sylvia Brown believes she made contact with the ghost. As he walked down the hall towards me, kept saying, uh, have mercy on me, Beth. I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about some of the, the key things that you remember from the show, like segments. Like I know we remember it fondly mm-hmm. and just enjoy watching it, but things that we saw that stuck with us that we remembered. I remember ghost stories were a big mm. deal. Paranormal, they dug yeah, they into a lot. Those, didn't they? Yeah, I remember a specific one where there was a haunted Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> a haunted Toys R Us? Haunted That's Toys awesome. R Us. Exactly. And so they tried to reenact things. And so I thought this was hilarious. I went oh. back and found it on YouTube. It's great. So they talk about the Toys R Us that's haunted. So now it's dark. <laughs> like, well, the ghost tends to appear during closing time when the store is closed. And they have a picture, a shot of like a stack of skateboards and a skateboard like hops off and rolls across the table. <laughs> And it says reenactment, like on the bottom, it captions yeah. it. Reenactment. <laughs> Did you think that I think you actually caught the skateboard ghost? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, reenactment. Don't get scared. Oh yeah. my they goodness. did that kind of cheesy stuff that, that for that era was great. Now, of course, these days, all Toys R Us are haunted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> haunted by the ghost of Jeffrey. Yeah, I just love the reenactments were so cheesy. In the best possible way. They had some really great stuff on there. I remember this one guy that it was probably one of their early shows because there's no way that as they went on three, four years that this segment would have made it onto one of the later shows because it was too bland and basic. But they had one of those guys who laid on the bed of nails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And then they crash the brick on his chest, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, man. If we got this far and you don't understand what That's Incredible is about, guy laying on bed of nails summarizes it. That's the kind yeah. of stuff they would do. <laughs> That's the epitome of it. <laughs> but they treated it so like, now everyone be careful. Don't try this at home. Don't He's try been this training home. for years. Do yeah, they treat him like this super And that athlete. was what was great about it. Like some of the segments, like what, what you were talking about, John, they were filmed segments that were outside of the studio audience. Right. But then some of them they did directly in front of the studio audience mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they had the bed of nails guy the other guy that i remember that was one of those first gross out performances that i can remember as a child was mm-hmm. a guy hammering the nail into his nose oh yeah oh, you know yeah they did one of those and i just remember my mother just like covering her eyes and screaming and <laughs> and i was sitting there like just fascinated going where the hell is that nail going <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man oh do you remember the uh they did a bunch of segments on like uh like amazing kids, kids that were doing yeah, like yeah, phenomenal kids, things. kids that were like talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing pianist, or right, he, right, yeah, whatever, whatever he can do, right? Something you wouldn't expect. So the one that I remember most is they had Tiger Woods on there. No way, 
when, when he was like five, was five, five years old. He was five years old. In yeah. 80, he was five years old? Yeah. Yep. Wow, I didn't realize he was that old. I thought it was much younger than that. Oh, no, no. He's, he's in his 40s now. Huh. And his dad was on with him, and no, they had footage of him out on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because they said at that age, he could almost par a regular course. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and they showed him like teeing off, and they I'm not, and he's teeing off. I was like, holy crap, he tees up better than I do now. <laughs> they always, of these amazing athletes, they do those documentaries about their life story and how they got to be great. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's incredible clip is absolutely going in that documentary. Oh, you for know Tiger it's going Lawrence. in the life and times of Tiger Lawrence. <laughs> absolutely. That's right. Yep. I remember there was a big deal then. Obviously, this is early 80s. They did a segment about a guy who could solve a Rubik's Cube fast. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, because that wasn't a big... Right. No, not a lot of people could do it not, at that Right, point. exactly. Well, the, the internet wasn't around. So right. unless you figured it out yourself, which you're a liar, or you bought the book, which, which I did. Which is most people. Right. That was when I was trying to master the Rubik's Cube. And I remember being there like, oh, if I can master the Rubik's Cube, I could be on That's Incredible. incredible. <laughs> Self-delusional. But they, again, they didn't treat it like, here's this nerd learning how to solve a toy. He's like, this guy's a genius. And look what he, I I love that they treated everybody like they were at the top of their game and they deserve to be highlighted, which was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, It's amazing how many things they had on there that would, today is like commonplace, I guess. But back then, like you said, like solving Rubik's Cube. Yeah, yawn. One they had on there, I remember, which really just blew me away at the time I saw it was they had bungee jumping. And at the time, it (laughs) was like, it was a dare, it was a bunch of guys (laughs) who did this off a bridge and it was like these daredevils are doing this thing and blah 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 well, blah, blah and they probably were because back then it was probably really just rubber bands tied to their feet yeah <laughs> nobody had ever done it before nobody ever did it before and they oh were my just goodness. doing bungee and for some reason I remember this one because my dad's like that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> and now of course it's like people do it now it's they an amusement they pay to do yeah. it and how <laughs> easy money. it would be to make fun of that look these guys yeah. fell off a bridge that's incredible right but it really is like <laughs> the preparation and the equipment yeah. and like they treat it so great and also they talk about like oh if the thing is too long they could die if this is done they could die and exactly <laughs> right right well maybe that was the throughput of everything they had all these outlandish crazy things but they treated them with a serious reverential tone instead of a pandering let's make fun of this dummy yeah. type of stuff what they they never did right and if ever there was someone to make fun of uh, another segment i absolutely remember <laughs> they I'm had sorry, a guy who this. ate a bicycle a bicycle i remember wow. that one <laughs> and it took the whole show right in well, tons God, of little pieces how did it right. not <laughs> right <laughs> Because they showed a little bit at the beginning. A bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he do with the frame? Like he chopped it up or something ahead of time? And it was, then like, was it just was like ground them? down to little like pellets or something. Yeah, it'd been to a grinder, but the entire bicycle Ugh. he consumed. Yeah. Which again, yeah. it's like, why? What's the point? <laughs> <Why>? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how you get on. That's incredible, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, and you know, that probably is like a season three or season four guy. And right. he they're, saw the show reaching. and like, what can I do to get on That's Incredible? I know I'll eat a freaking bike sickle. That'll put me on the show. He's talking to the producer. Have you ever had a guy that eats a bicycle? That's my end. <laughs> well, you know, and he probably like had a, one of those strip mall talent agents, you know, that got him the gig. <laughs> like out of the office. I was just watching that the other day where Andy gets himself a talent agent in a strip mall. And oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You need to be in LA on Wednesday and you're eating a bike. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they had this other one, which I remember. It's like, as we're talking about this, like these things are popping in my head. They had a person who cut hair upside down. Now, the people were right side up. She was upside down cutting hair. The hairstylist was upside yeah. down? Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> what? <laughs> it made no sense. It made no sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, there's no way this is the same show in 2020 that it was in 1980. Oh, it's no. not no, possible. No, now it's still popular now, but it's popular for a whole different reason yeah. than it would be back. then. We are way too mean spirited now. Now it would be yeah. a making fun of people's show. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be jackass, right? It'd be. It'd right. be yeah, it would be. That's yeah. ignorant. It'd be the name of the yeah. show. That's really yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> one I remember for some reason it, it was like one of these ones that sort of creeped me out. They had one where it was like a hill that seemed to defy gravity. People would drive to it, put the car in neutral, and the cars would yeah, drive up the hill. Well, wait, we talked about that. That's actually in Florida. Yes. Yeah. No, we talked yeah. about that in the roadside attractions yes, exactly. episode. Yes, and yes, that's yes, right. And it was on. I had forgotten it was on. It was on that's, incredible. that's incredible. It's called Spook Hill in Lake that's Hamilton, Florida. It. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And I've been there. I've rolled tires up that hill. You bet. Oh, I really? Have. I have not done it yet. It's on yeah. my bucket list. I'm going to do that just because it'd be You weird. should. <laughs> when you're ready for a road trip, I'll go. I know right where it's and at. We'll, oh, really? And when to call it Gen X is incredible. And then we'll, <laughs> it'll be a new YouTube series. <laughs> this is Eldrick Tiger Woods. And Eldrick is an accomplished golfer. He wins tournaments on a regular basis and has shot close to par on 18 hole courses. Incredibly Tiger here is only five years old. On the team, we have the nine o'clock starting group, the youngest contestant ever. He's five years old, Eldrick Tiger Woods. That's Incredible has had a pretty long lasting impact on pop culture and, and relevance. When it was on the air, when it first started, in fact, in 1980, Time Magazine named That's Incredible the most sadistic show on TV. What? Oh my God, okay. they see nothing so, yet. <laughs> first of all, Time Magazine needs to check themselves because they were putting out those Time Life books at that same time. I just watched a commercial <laughs> on that crap about, you know, read the book. Read and, the uh, book. You know, all that. So they were doing this kind of stuff in book form. They just didn't want the competition. I think that's what it was. Well, if That's Incredible <laughs> wasn't making people do it. It's not like they were forcing somebody right. to get a bike. They were like, you want it? They just gave you a platform to show the world you could do that. Yeah. I need to get on that show. I know. I'll eat a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I remember too that toward the end of the run of That's Incredible, mm -hmm. directly connected to us in, uh, in 1983, they hosted the North American Video Game Challenge that was done by Twin Galaxies, the guys that, oh, really? Really? that keep that. all the high scores. I did not know that. They did um, part of the competition on the show. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's right. That's incredible. <laughs> Back then, a video game challenge was unheard of, and Twin Galaxies sure. yeah. was very, very fledgling. You know, But now it's the universal holder of all high scores, and it got a lot of its recognition coming right through on the, on the, That's Incredible. You know what that segment had to be like, though, right? As families are watching that show like my family on sunday night it had to be the kids going that's awesome and the parents oh this is so stupid Video no no games no are never gonna last no yeah it won't last you can't make a living playing games ever yeah. yep ever ever <laughs> see can I, I can get on tv mom and dad for playing galaga <laughs> now i don't have to eat a bike it's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys remember when the uh that poltergeist the movie came out the original one? Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah it was supposed to be based right. on yeah. real life real life right things, real haunting well, right apparently the couple that is based on things like Steve and Diane Freeling. Uh -huh. They said they didn't want to appear either on 60 Minutes, which, okay, or That's Incredible. I'm like, those are two in the same category? <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you think they, your haunted house is going to make 60 out? Minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, we're not going to appear on 60 Minutes or That's Incredible. Right. If there's something in between that wants to talk to us, maybe. <laughs> but we'll 
do a movie. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be do on movie shows. On That's like, I don't want to be on Iron Chef or Diners, Divins, and Dives. I don't be... <laughs> That's food, right? They're, they're yeah, on TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, after, uh, after That's Incredible was canceled, not too many years later, there was a spinoff called Those Amazing Animals that pretty much mm. was kind of a copy of That's Incredible, but it was specifically, and animals were featured on That's Incredible, but this was just animal tricks. Yeah, they had, plenty, they had a ton of animal stuff. Yeah. yeah, they did. So this was just that. Did they do the same hosts or? No, no, it wasn't. It was hosted um, Priscilla Presley, Jim Stafford, oh. and Burgess Meredith. What, the penguin? Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, he's Rocky's trainer. That's not the penguin. <laughs> he's the penguin. That's Rocky's trainer. No, that's Mickey. Yes. I don't care what you say. That's it's Mickey. The penguin. Well, but, but think about his voice. Like, if you heard him narrate things before, think how oh, yeah. good he would. I've never seen one of these amazing animals, but I can imagine him. Like, I can't, I won't try to do an impression, no, but imagine don't. him describing <laughs> this amazing penguin or whatever in that gravelly kind of friendly yeah. voice mm-hmm. he's got. I can imagine that being cool. And Jim Stafford, he was a famous country singer, I think, at the time. And right. Priscilla Presley, yep. obviously, she was just married to oh, yeah. Elvis. She's famous for who she married. That's right. <laughs> She's basically a Kardashian. Right. <laughs> wow. <Ooh. laughs> Before they were Kardashians. Right. If Kanye was the king. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, they did a revival, too, for one season. It was like in 88 that uh, they did just like a one season do once and done kind oh, of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. It was it was called Incredible Sunday. It was just yeah. for they changed the name briefly. and It was different people mm. again hosted. I think one of them stayed. Who stayed? Uh, Davidson stayed. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And actually, they yep. even brought, I think, Fran and Tarkin and the other, you know, they brought them back for like uh, just a single episode to kind of help do the little oh, transition just a, deal. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, just for the kiss sense. off. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who the other people were. It's like Christina uh, is looking this up. Chris, Christina Ferrari? I'm not sure who that mm-hmm. is. Or Tracy Gold. I have no idea. I'm sorry to say. In 2010, no secret that that's incredible, kind of led the way for these kind of cool variety shows. But Discovery Channel had a short series called Is It Possible? Oddly huh? similar. Hmm. Okay. I assume the answer was yes. Yeah, it, it had it featured <laughs> an, people, animals, technology, and other things that are real, but so unusual they seem impossible. So the huh. answer is always yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> if somebody can eat a bike on television, they can do it. It's possible. Yep. Well, see, I would, I would have liked that show if they would have done something. So guess what? It's not possible. You know, and then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> make you wonder. It seems like you know? that would have been more your father's show than <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it had been hosted by your dad. Is this possible? No. 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 Turn the channel. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> that is it possible was actually narrated by Robert Lee, who you recognize not his name, but probably his voice. He was the guy yeah. that narrated the Mythbusters. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. he was talking about Adam and Jamie are testing this thing out. So he narrated. Yeah, is he, it was, he was a great voice for that. Fantastic. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't so much host as it was a narrated piece with sure. ed- edited segments. So but I never saw that. I'm going to look it up. It was only. Yeah, it was like a like a limited run, maybe five or six episodes. I think it was very brief. Is it possible? It doesn't have the same ring. It, and it's not the same. Yeah. And it, what is probably Probably one of the uh, greatest kind of hat tips to That's Incredible's uh, enduring legacy. So the Goldbergs, uh, currently running uh, <laughs> show on TV, that is set in the 80s. It's in that mm-hmm. era. And we see, I mean, Robert England has appeared on there. Freddy Krueger. So many great yeah, kind yeah. of retro nostalgic stuff. In season one of the Goldbergs, uh, the mom was criticizing the dad who was watching it, saying, that show is stupid. And the dad responds, <laughs> stupid? Is it stupid a baby can water ski? Is it stupid someone <laughs> taught rats to play baseball? That's not stupid. That's incredible. <laughs> a ransom play basketball. I want to see that that's segment so now. That's I want to see. I, honest to God, that, that's my new Marbula One YouTube channel right now. I want to go find that. <laughs> Welcome back to the very first That's Incredible video game invitational. 
And here are the three players who won at the Iowa competition and are here now to compete. Now, gentlemen, all of the machines at each station have been inspected by our referees and technicians to make sure they're identical. Our chief technician is Jim Armitrout from the Nintendo Company. Our players have each been assigned a color, and if you're ready, okay? On your mark, get set, go! If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. From its host, to its legacy, to its bananas bicycle eating, I mean, it's pretty obvious and everything that's come <laughs> after it, that's incredible, paved the way for all sorts of modern reality programs that found a way to showcase the extraordinary things that people do. I mean, whether they treat it well or they make fun of it like a jackass or whatever, I mean, that's incredible. From my money was the one that did that first. Yeah, let me tell you, if, if you ever wanted to stick needles in your body or something like that, this show did it first. You walk across you're, hot coals yeah. or whatever. You're just being repetitive now. <laughs> just derivative. <laughs> that's all. That's a better word. Thank you. Before we get out of the show, I would like to take a moment here at the end before we leave to give our express gratitude to all the folks who support us over on Patreon. These are patrons who uh, give a couple of bucks a month to support all the things we do here on the podcast, over on YouTube, and on the website. And I am thanking each and every one of you. <gasps> Chet, Greg L, Davis, Blasted or Stashit, Greg Z, Marcus, John Van H, Ben, Steen, Travis, Adam, Chad, Stu Monkey, Arlem, Levi, Tom, J. <coughs> Sorry, Tom J. Tom J. <laughs> T2, Tony, Mike C, Slow Mo, Dan, Mark Stubaka, Dana, Thomas, and Agile. Man, that Woo. list is getting long. <laughs> Woo. I love when I run out of breath. That's so great. Oh, thank you so much, each and every one of you. If you would like to join this amazing roster of human beings, George, tell the fourth listeners how they can do it. Well, there's no simpler way to say that we're incredible than by them going to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Nice. Nicely really done. Nice. I know, well right? Well I'm done. good at this. I can do this. <laughs> no, go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Give us $1. You know and we know that we love each other. Give us $2. We doubly love each other. Yep. Give us $3. <laughs> whoa, 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 you get to see some of that background <laughs> behind the scenes footage that the double love is all about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you get on up into that $10 range and that's where you get some of that awesome Gen X grown-up swag that we swag. keep talking about and loving and hoping to send to you. So I feel please, like we appreciate every <laughs> Forever unclean. You've been in COVID-19 lockdown for three and a half months, and this made That's you feel true. unclean? Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's a little weird, but okay. Yeah. Mo is eager to finally take a shower. He's, he's waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> oh, wait. We were allowed to take showers? <laughs> it's not that kind of quarantine. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this backtrack we'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack and next week the regular edition of our show until then i'm john george thank you for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you always fun man fourth listeners though it's you we appreciate most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No more washing shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown ups. 
Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I can't wait till I can 3D print something better for my microphone arm. That's right? awesome. No kidding. Yeah, you you, you infectious motherfucker. I, I keep looking, browsing. Goes, oh, I want to build that bolt and nut. For what? <laughs> okay. Three, yeah. two, one. That's, That's incredible. incredible. Yeah, we're not synced up at That's all. That's not good. No. We're like people, like one of us drove from Hawaii to see the show. The other one came from Alaska. <laughs> we have nothing in common vernacularly whatsoever. That's incredible, too. I, I can sync it up in post. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no way you're syncing that up in post. That's incredible has said, has said, is sad. Five, it's sad. Four, it's sad. Three. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.